0: Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hey, it's Nancy. In today's episode, you're going to hear me refer to DBA a lot. I actually meant to say DBE. So wherever I say DBA, consider it DBE. Sorry about that, but let's get on to the audio. Hello, and welcome to Federal Contracting Made Easy, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that anyone can master. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're on episode 105, and our topic is on what is the DBE program? Welcome back. I wanted to say a big thank you to all our new subscribers, listeners, and viewers. Without you, we wouldn't be where we are today. Our podcast has exceeded 25,000 downloads since we started in May of 2018. Let's start today's topic by telling you what does DBE stand for? It stands for Disadvantaged Business Enterprises. This program has a lot of requirements that is similar to the 8 a program that is administered by the United States Small Business Administration, otherwise known as SBA. So the Department of Transportation, DOT, has a program called the Disadvantaged Business Enterprises, otherwise known as DBE. Congress authorized this program in an effort to eliminate discrimination and related barriers that pose major obstacles for minority and women-owned small businesses seeking federally-assisted surface transportation work. DOT is using this program to ensure that small businesses Competing for DOT contracts are not disadvantaged by unlawful discrimination. This program began in 1980 as a minority women's business enterprise program and has continued to be refined into the program that it is today. Let's look at the program objectives for the DBE program. There are eight objectives for the DBE program. The first one is to eliminate discrimination on DOT contracts. The second is to create a level playing field for all Disadvantaged Business Enterprises certified businesses. The third is ensure that the program is managed according to the law, thus allowing only eligible firms to participate in the program. The next objective is to remove obstacles two contracts allowing more DBE participation. The sixth is to promote the use of DBEs in all types of federal contracts and procurement activities. The seventh is to assist in the development of disadvantaged business enterprises' small businesses so they can successfully complete in the open market outside the program. The eighth is to provide opportunities for DBEs to participate in. You'll see a lot of these things are similar to the 8 program, but there is, a, there is some differences, and we'll get into that later. Now let's talk about the percentage that has to be set aside for DBE, DBEs to participate in the program. Did you know that at least 10% of the funds authorized by the Highway and Transit Financial Assistance Program must go to disadvantaged business enterprises? That's Right. This provision required the department to ensure that a minimum of 10% of the funds authorized for highway and transit financial assistance programs be expended to disadvantaged business enterprises. Since 1987, DOT has established a single DBA goal encompassing both firms owned by women and minority group members. There are three major DOT operating administrations involved with the Disadvantaged Business Enterprise Program. And they are the Federal Highway Administration, the Federal Aviation Administration, and the Federal Transit Administration. As with all federal programs, there are regulations governing their program. These regulations ensure that only qualified businesses enter into the program. The DBE program is covered by the Code of Federal Regulations. Note, I did not say the FAR or Federal Acquisition Regulation. I said the Code of Federal Regulations. So, for airport concessions, they are covered by 49 CFR 23. The others are covered by 49 CFR 26. So let's look at the roles that the state transportation agencies play inside the DBE program. State transportation agencies are responsible for the DBE certification process. Therefore, when seeking more information regarding this program, contact your local state transportation department. In fact, this should be a simple task, such as contacting your local PTAC, SBA office, or just Google it. In fact, state agencies ensure that only eligible businesses participate in the DBE program. Furthermore, they are responsible for establishing goals on DBA contracts. These goals ensure that a certain percentage of work has to be performed by the DBE businesses. Remember, we said that 10% of the contracts have to be set aside for DBEs. These people establish the goals to ensure that you meet the 10%. In addition, state agencies establish specific DBE subcontracting goals. In fact, these subcontracting goals can vary throughout the year, but by the end of the year, they have to be consistent with the overall goal. Also, the DBA program, like the 8ABD program, only applies to contracts issued within the United States and its territories. It does not apply to contracts outside the United States. I will have a link in the show notes for... for you to be able to find your local transportation department. Now let's look at the roles and responsibilities of the U.S. Department of Transportation. So there are three rules and responsibilities for the U.S. Department of Transportation. They are responsible for developing the rules and regulations for the national DBE program. Secondly, the federal DOT provides guidance and oversight to the program. Thus ensuring that only qualified businesses are receiving DOT funds. Lastly, they review DBE appeals from state and local agency decisions. This ensures that each state or local agency is applying the same rules across the nation. Next, we'll look at the requirements for the DBE program. The eligibility requirements for the DBA program are similar to the 8 ABD program. A small business needs to be for profit. The business must be owned by individuals that are socially and economically disadvantaged. In addition, they must own a minimum of 51% of the work. Furthermore, the disadvantaged individual must control and manage the business operations on a daily basis. Next, we'll define which groups are presumed socially and economically disadvantaged. Like the 8ABD program, the DBE program presumes that the following groups are socially and economically disadvantaged. These groups are African Americans, Hispanics, Native Americans, Asian Pacific, subcontinent Asian Americans and women are socially disadvantaged. Now that's different than the 8 program. Women are not in the 8 program considered socially disadvantaged, but they are in the DBE program. Now let's look at the other program qualifications. Program participation requires the small business apply to the program and receive their DBE certification from their local state DOT office in addition a site visit from the local agency will need to take place this site visit will happen prior to the small business becoming certified let's talk about the economically disadvantaged to meet the economically disadvantaged qualification the disadvantaged individual's personal net worth cannot exceed 1.32 million that's way higher than the 8a program which is two which is $250,000 so if you don't qualify for 8A, you can qualify for DBE. In addition, the small business must not exceed SBA size standards. To find out if your business is qualified as a small business, I'll have a link on today's show notes for you to be able to go there, and you can go through and look at the size standards. Furthermore, the disadvantaged small business average annual gross receipts cannot exceed $23.98 million. Now, if you're in the construction industry, the SBA size standard is 33.5 million over a three-year period. If your average receipts are higher than that, then this would, that would disable you from being in this program, though you would still be eligible for the A&A program. So it's somewhat kind of different. Now, the size limits on concessions in the DBA program are higher, but I didn't find anything that told me specifically more about that. Now let's look at applying to the program. Small businesses wishing to become DB certified have to complete an application along with some supporting documents to their certifying agency. Remember that the certifying agency will perform a site visit prior to your approving prior to approving your application check with your certifying agency and see if they will provide you a checklist to assist you when filing your application hence if you fail to submit the required documents your application can be delayed or even denied and we don't want that if you wish to be certified in more than one state you need to submit a separate application to that state's local certifying agency to me that's a drawback when you get an 8A certified, you don't have to apply for every state. You're just nationally. With the DBE program, you have to apply separately with each state. Lastly, remember that the U.S. Department of Transportation does not review your application. You must work through your state agency. You can find their information, and I'll have a link in today's show notes for that website. Every program has its upsides and downsides. I'm going to talk about the downsides in this program. The downside of this program is that you have to apply to each state separately. In this program, you're only DBE certified for the state that you received your certification in. So if you want to go to another state, then you're going to have to submit that application to that state and go through their process. I wish that they had a national database so that only you only had to apply once, but they don't have that, unfortunately. Now remember that the U.S. Department of Transportation doesn't review your certification; that it only gets reviewed by that state. Unless you file an appeal, then they will look at that. State highways and department or state departments of highways and transportations receive supportive funds that can be used to help increase DBE participation in federal highway contracts. They may use these funds in-house to provide supportive services or they can hire consultants to assist DBEs. Supportive supportive services, whether done in-house or by a consultant, help DBEs to compete in winning contracts. These services include research and development, training, on-site technical assistance, business management assistance, estimating assistance, and lastly assistance in obtaining bonding and working capital assistance or financial assistance. To certify or not to certify, that is the question. The answer to this question isn't going to be written here. It's a business decision that you, the business owner, needs to make. You need to evaluate all the factors and make a decision that's best for your business. However, DBE businesses are more likely to be hired by prime contractors. Why? Because prime contractors are going to get credit for hiring you in order to meet their contract goals. Remember, they have goals they have to meet. In addition, you can receive other business assistance such as help transitioning into a new area or a new business area, or assistance on writing better proposals. Lastly, your business name will be on a state database that will be made available to all prime contractors across the state. In summary, the U.S. Department of Transportation's DBE program is another tool available to socially and economically disadvantaged businesses to assist them in obtaining federal contracts. If you are in the concession stand or do horizontal work, then this is a great program for you. Many small businesses have been able to capitalize in this program. This has allowed them to grow their business. In fact, many small businesses have gone from being a subcontractor to a prime contractor by utilizing this program. Finally, if you're interested in this program, please contact your state local agency using the links below. Now is the time to act. Don't let this opportunity slip away. Call your state agency today. That's it for this week's episode. Please remember to subscribe, leave a comment, review, but most of all, hit that like button. Thank you very much. Until next week, be safe.